to the second episode of the Overtime Podcast. I'm Isaac Tate, and I'm glad that you decided to listen to us today. Uh, last week was our very first episode, and it exploded. I got several texts from people saying they liked it, and I asked some people for feedback, and they told me uh, what they thought could improve the podcast. So uh, and I've incorporated their feedback into this episode. Uh, this week in the locker room, uh, this past Friday, the Dallas Cowboys signed kicker Greg Zuderlin to a three-year contract. Zuderlin had played for the L.A. Rams for the past eight years since being drafted in 2012. Uh, next, cornerback Xavier Rhodes on March 26 signed a one-year deal with the Indianapolis Colts. Rhodes was cut by the Minnesota Vikings a few weeks ago, and he had played for them for seven seasons. And finally, on March 24th, the Carolina Panthers finally released quarterback Cam Newton. Cam Newton had played for Carolina for nine seasons uh, when he was drafted in 2011, first overall, including his MVP season in 2015. Uh, And that's in the locker room. This week's friends of the podcast are as follows. Keith Trollinger. Keith is the young adults pastor at Southern Hills, the church at City Station. Uh, I texted Keith last week and requested some feedback. Um, about last week's episode and he recommended a different intro and transition Uh, I worked on it some after he texted me and made the intro that you just heard a few minutes ago Um, and you'll be hearing some transitions throughout the sections of the podcast as well Keith also has his own podcast called The Table West and it's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so make sure to check out his podcast as well thank you Keith Next, we have Mr. Matthew Hicks. Matthew is a creative arts pastor, also at Southern Hills. Uh, Matthew suggested ways to improve the audio of our guest interview that will really help for clear communication. So thank you, Matthew. Lastly, we have Mr. Corey Jones again. He was a a friend of the podcast last week, and we're having a repeat because Corey gave various amounts of feedback while he was listening to the episode. He was texting me. Uh, while he was listening to it so thank you for that Corey. thank you for all of our friends of the podcast and our listeners uh today's total dad joke is brought to you by sierra flynn and her joke is because of our shelter in place order i'll only be telling inside jokes from now on and so now let's hear our verse of the podcast Today's VOTP, or verse of the podcast, comes out of Psalms 68, 19. It says, Praise the Lord. Praise God our Savior. For each day he carries us in his arms. Psalms 68, 19. Uh, if you want to send in a verse or recommend one, you can email it to listen to overtime podcast at gmail.com. And now it's time for the halftime show. Today we will be hearing from Mr. Stephen Slappy. Stephen is a junior at Carrollton High School. Uh, so, Stephen, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's up, guys? Thank you, Isaac, for having me on this. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a junior at Carrollton. 
I'm a football player. I'm a part of the 912 student ministry at Southern Hills. Uh, I have three younger siblings, two little sisters and one little brother. His name's Eli and the two little sisters are Kate and Lucy. And so, yeah, that's just me. All right, that's great. So today, Stephen and I are going to discuss something that's very special to me. I'm sure it's very special to Stephen as well, uh, and that is student worship nights. Uh, we've been having these worship nights for almost a year and a half now, and they are just incredible to see. So Stephen, uh, you were on the original leadership team before I was. How did, how did these worship nights get started? So yeah, so worship night is something that's it's really awesome. It's really just, you know, been something, been an amazing thing to be a part of. So the way it started, it was actually Hope Grisham. She came up with the idea. I honestly don't know where she got it from. I think the spirit just kind of spoke it into her and it was something that she wanted to do. So she met with Keith Trollinger, who was the 912 uh, leader at this time. And he got with me and we actually, I think that the time between when Hope pitched the idea and our first worship night was actually about probably six months. So it took a long time to get everything kind of together. But yeah, it was all hope. She was kind of the, she was the influence behind it. And it was something that she just had a dream for. And um, I'm thankful that she reached out to me and allowed me to be a part of it because it's just been something that's just been so awesome to be a part of. That's awesome. So my next question is, Stephen, how have the worship nights progressed from the very first one until now? Oh man, that's a loaded question. You know, the biggest difference between then and now is just, just a lot more moving parts. Um, you know, we're trying to get more people helping with the worship night because in the beginning it was just kind of like, hey, we want to do this thing because we want to worship. That's the only reason. This, this isn't about, you know, drawing kids to 912. This is just about we want to be able to worship, to worship with our friends and that was just kind of the main idea behind it. And it still is, but I think now we're taking a lot of other stuff into consideration, like trying to get more people just helping. Um, that's a big thing we're talking with the worship leaders now is we're trying to empower others and just figuring out ways to improve our mistakes. Every single time is kind of one of those things where, okay, how did we mess up last time and how are we going to fix it this time? So it's just a lot more stuff that, you know, we got to try to kind of manage and deal with and, I think that's the biggest thing that's changed about it. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know about the worship nights until about the second or third one, I think. So I wasn't I wasn't at the beginning stages of it. So that's awesome. Uh and you kind of hit on it some, Stephen, but what is the most difficult part about putting on these worship nights? Man, I mean, there's a lot of answers to that question. But I think for me, the biggest and the hardest thing about it is knowing the right voices to listen to. I think whenever you're, you know, when you're helping lead something or you're um, have a big gr group of people like this, there's a lot of voices and um, a lot of opinions about what you should do. And if every single, if you implement every single opinion, like, you know, that's impossible because there's, there's a thousand opinions. Um, so you got to pick out and know, okay, this is great. And this is, you know, this may be good, but maybe it's not right for right now. That's something been hard just for me, you know, having to practice humility. Like, you know, we might have, there's an idea or so that, you know, me and Hope came up with for the first worship night and it's the third worship night and somebody else has a better idea. You know what? Like you kind of got to throw out everything else at that point and just be like, we got to go with a better idea. So it's, 
it's definitely a test of humility, um, but it's awesome. It's definitely difficult, but it's a good thing to work through. That's great. When we when we do these worship nights, I'm usually the one that's uh, setting up and running the technology side of things. And I know personally for me, it can be stressful because uh, sometimes you don't know if uh, a microphone's going to go out or a guitar cable might not be uh, good enough to plug into the outlet. But so far, nothing devastating has happened, fingers crossed. But yep. uh, And I, I just believe that's God uh, looking out for us because – uh, what some people don't realize is this is an entirely student run event. There's no, uh, there's no adults that they might ask for, they might help and volunteer in the setup or something, but there's no adults. Uh, this is completely a student vision and uh, that's just, we executed it and it's a beautiful thing. So that brings me to my next question, Stephen. What's the most rewarding part of these events? Man. That's a great question, Isaac. Um, I think there's different aspects of that question. I mean, obviously on the most basic level, I think just, you know, hearing when God has something that he's, you know, put on your heart and being obedient to it, that's rewarding as it is. But as far as stuff that you can kind of, that's tangible and you can kind of see and feel and touch, I think that just in those worship nights, there's nothing maybe nothing in this world more moving than just seeing high schoolers, you know, let go and stop carrying the world on their shoulders for a second and just worship Jesus, man. It's just, it's incredible. And I think that, and obviously, you know, the baptisms um, that have happened at the worship night, all that stuff is amazing. But, you know, at the end of the day, the biggest reward of all of it is just Jesus. And it's more of just a celebration of that than anything else. Yeah, it's it's awesome to be able to uh, I watch from the stage because I'm uh, play the cajon or box drum sometimes. And uh, just to get everyone um, in my vision and see everyone worshiping, it's just it's an incredible thing. Uh, but Stephen, almost in a year, you will be graduating off to college and uh, you'll be leaving this vision behind to a younger generation. And so uh, but I know it's just not you leaving. There's a lot of us that we'll be leaving in the next few years. So what are the worship night leaders doing in order to keep these events going? So, yeah, so this is something that Keith Trollinger, my mentor, he kind of showed me a few months ago. And it's basically the idea that, you know, this thing's got to be passed off at some point. And so what the leaders are really working on doing now is we are working on empowering others so basically how can we give our jobs away for someone else to do and that's very hard and difficult because a you got to find somebody who's willing and wants to do it and b you got to show them how to do it and you know people are different what works for somebody may not work for someone else so it's really kind of been a learning curve for us but we know it's something that we have to do because this worship night is not built on us uh, this is the thing that we hope lasts a very long time and um and it's about jesus and so we're just trying to empower others and show them how to do this and that comes in many different forms um one thing we're really trying to do now is just get different people coming up and helping like you know if they're just passing out communion or if they want to be in the band or if they want to speak we want we want students to, you know, kind of get their feet wet and just embrace that uncomfortability because that when you do it the first time, it's so hard. 
but doing it the first time opens the doors to so much other stuff. So what we really want to do is we want these students to get their feet wet at worship night and who knows what's going to happen after that. So that's just a thing we've been really, uh, really intense about and we really care about it. That's awesome. Well, I, I think it's great what we're all doing to pass on to younger people and it's definitely a work in progress. And so uh, as we wrap up, Stephen, I have one last question for you. Uh, if a student was interested in these worship nights and they wanted to know uh, more about them or they wanted to um, volunteer or do something to help, where could they go for more information? So I know we're all kind of locked up right now with the quarantine thing, but uh, if it was just like everything was normal, I would say if you are in the 912 student ministry, come and talk to me uh, or Hope or Isaac or any of us on a Wednesday night because obviously face-to-face -face interaction is much better than over the phone. But uh, right now, or if you're not part of 912 or if you just can't, you can reach out to me um, on Instagram. Uh, my username is at just Stephen Slappy. That's it. You can also reach out to Hope Grisham. You can reach out to Tucker Sullivan, Alex Seek, Isaac, and Trey. If you want to reach out to Trey, um, that'd be great too. But we, we really do. We need some more volunteers for the worship night. And I really think it's a great learning experience, just a great thing to be about. I mean, to be a part of. So if you want to reach out, please do. I, you will not regret it. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Stephen, for your time and talking about worship night. And like Stephen said, you can uh, reach out to him on Instagram at Stephen Slappy. Um, but yeah, thank, thank you, Stephen. No problem. Love you, bro. Thank you. for joining the Overtime Podcast today. Uh, if you would like to contact the Overtime Podcast for questions or to give a donation, you can email us at listentoovertimepodcast at gmail.com. That's again, listentoovertimepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and be sure to be on the lookout for upcoming episodes. Have a great rest of your day.